Hey men, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Hey guys. And we have a guest with us in studio today. We've got Pastor John Fabares. Yeah, I'm the junior high pastor here at Compass Bible Church, uh, growing up at the church, and uh, it's awesome to be a pastor at the church I grew up in. Yeah, that's a, a, a unique uh, situation, a unique privilege. Yeah. So, uh, John, we're, we're here to talk about the new year. We're here to talk about some, some good starts to the new year, and you had a particularly good start to the new year recently, didn't you? Yeah, perhaps the best I've ever had, actually. Um, it, no, it, was a, it was an ace of a it, beginning. It was an it? ace of a beginning. Yeah, yeah. I got a hole-in-one for the first time in my life. Um, I've grown up playing golf. I played in high school, um, played all the time. I played like something ridiculous like 45 or 50 rounds in 2019, which I don't know if I'm ashamed to say <laughs> that, but um, I got a hole in one for the first time and it was this big, long hole, like 220 yards, three iron down the hill, just this beautiful butter cut that just lands and just, oh, it just went in the hole. It was awesome. What, yeah. was, your, what was your initial reaction as soon as you saw it go in the hole? Uh, disbelief. <laughs> I had I had to have the witnesses actually um, tell me it went in because I didn't want to say it went in. I didn't want to be that guy <laughs> who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just got a hole in one. Um, but I turned around and my brother was behind me and he like threw his arms up and threw his club in the air. So that's when I knew I could celebrate because he was celebrating. Because he was all in. Yeah. 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 And for those of you guys that don't play golf, it's, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're thinking, okay, I've gone out to mini golf and I've hit the hole in one in mini golf. This is no big deal. But 225 yards with a three iron is, is a, a thing of beauty. I mean, that's a that's a once in a lifetime shot that everything would just factor in just right for that to happen. That's, that's awesome. It might've been miraculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a, like we say around here at compass as a God thing. One, yes. that's a, that's an in suspension of natural law in order for that <laughs> ball to go in the hole. For sure. No, that's awesome. And that's a, a great start, right? I mean, all of us would say, Hey, I want to start off well, whether it's uh, a hole in one or you get a promotion at your job or, you know, you, you, things are going well with your family. Maybe some of you guys are, are listening. You just welcomed a, a new baby to the, the world. And at the beginning of the year, something like that has gone on. This is a great start to the year. There's another way that we can start well. And hopefully for you men who are out here who are, are believers listening to us uh, right now, that, uh, that you have resolved to, uh, to make reading the Bible daily a, a part of your routine this year that you have said, hey, I'm going to start a daily Bible reading plan. Hopefully you're already into that. You've already spent a couple days with, with God's Word and, and going through this process. We do one here where we spend you know, one, one, two chapters in the Old Testament, sometimes three, and then in the New Testament, we're in usually one or two chapters in the New Testament as well. And we work through that uh, together as a church body. It's so encouraging for all of us. But uh, men, find something out there. You can go on the ESV Bible app, and you can find a, a ton of reading plans that they have on there. Uh, Dwell, which we've plugged here before, which is the audio Bible app, they've got reading programs, reading plans on there too. So find something. It's not too late to jump in. And those of you guys that started with a with gusto on January 1st, and then maybe it's been two days since you picked up the Bible again, uh, you know what? Jump back in today. Don't uh, Don't get sidelined by that, as we've talked about before. But what we want to talk about in this episode is something in addition to your daily Bible reading, and that's something that, uh, that we refer to here by the acronym, because that's what we're all about here at Compass Bible Church, <laughs> uh, and that is the, the acronym TAN. We yeah. want you to work on your TAN this year. Um, and so, Pastor John, why don't you give us kind of a, just a 30,000-foot view on what is TAN, and then let's drill down a little bit, and how can we put that into practice? Yeah, so you said TAN was an acronym. Um, it's the acronym standing for uh, T-A-N, uh, then, always, and now. So uh, it's a Bible study program, basically, where you try to understand a section of Scripture, uh, 
a few verses, really, not your whole chapter, not a big section of Scripture, but a small section of Scripture where you're doing real in-depth study. And the reason it's called Then, Always, and Now is because you're trying to study what that text meant to the original audience then, what the eternal truths are always, and what that means for us to apply today. So before we even get into how to study, the first important question is figuring out what to study. So if you do a daily Bible reading plan where you cover multiple chapters a day, um, you're probably not going to want to do the TAN method on the entirety of those multiple chapters. Um, you might want to do something like finding a book like Ephesians or Philippians or James or something like that in the New Testament that you can dive in, you can understand the book as a whole, and study through this year, maybe once a week, uh, maybe twice a week. Um, that'd be a good place to start, uh, kind of an easier book to interpret. So you're going to want to start out by reading the whole book. That's the first thing um, that we recommend because you want to have a full understanding of the context. Um, that's really why we spend time on the then um, part of this Bible study because if you jump straight into the always or the now, if you jump straight from reading the text to interpretation, um, chances are you can get it wrong. Like For example, if you were studying Philippians 4.13 and you read, I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. Tim Tebow. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And then you jump straight into interpretation without understanding what it meant. Yep. The eternal truth that you could get there is, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do anything I want through Christ because Christ gives me strength. And now how do I apply that? Well, I've got a, you know, I've got this promotion I need. I can do all things through Christ mm -hmm. who strengthens me. Yeah, we see that all the time. People use it from a business aspect or how to get more money or how to achieve a certain thing in sports. And, yeah, it just gets used out of context because it sounds good when you just take the verse and not to what you're saying, uh, elaborate and look into what the book is talking about, what the entire chapter is talking about as opposed to just that verse. Right, which is why that first portion is so important um, because if you mess up, basically, if you don't get the right um, interpretation the rest of all your application and everything else uh, is really not going to be what God intended through that passage. So, yeah, you read the whole book. That'd be helpful. Um, I'm taking some of our junior high students through this right now, and they're tanning through Ephesians. So what I tell them to do, at least as they're going through the first half of the book, read the first half of the book every single time before you sit down to do a tan, before you sit down to study. Um, which which really doesn't take that long, no, right? No, I mean, sometimes we think, man, I'm supposed to read the whole book? Right. Come on, really? I mean, let's let's just break this down into bite-sized pieces. But it's like if, if you guys read news articles on the website, so if you read you know sports articles on there, th that's going to take you as long as it's going to take you pretty much to read through the book of Ephesians or Philippians or Colossians or, or one of the smaller books like that. And I think even when you look at to what you just mentioned, a news article or a sports article, whatever it might be, when do you ever go into a news article or sports article and just read two sentences and say, hey, I got it, right? It doesn't right. make sense. But And it's the same thing with the Bible. It's like you, you can't just read. Uh, when, the, when the Bible was, was first written, it, it, we didn't have the chapters and the verses, so you didn't just go in and read one sentence and say, okay, I'm going to take this out and this is what it means. Same thing with the news article or story, anything. You're going to read the entire thing to be able to understand exactly what it's saying. Right. So, Pastor John, uh, one of the other things that you talk about is, is asking good questions. We're, we've read the book. We, we've done that. We're doing that daily, uh, maybe reading half of it daily, whatever it is. Uh, we're getting the context. What are some of the questions that we need to be asking as we're reading? Yeah, when you go to the text to study it, you want to ask questions like, why is this being written? What's the purpose? Um, even that right there. I know that's really just one question, but 
if you can answer that question, how does this portion of the book fit inside of the book, you're going to do a lot better in your interpretation because everything in the Bible was put there for a reason by its human author. Uh, it was put there for a reason, and God used it through the Spirit to put it there, but why is it there? You've got to figure that out because if you don't figure that out, um, just like going back to that example, Philippians 4.13, if you don't understand that that's in the context of Paul talking about contentment, about having a lot and having a little and being in jail and being free, um, then you're going to miss what he's trying to say. So ask questions. Um, why is this being written? Why is this included? Um, just even dive into the words. What do the words mean? What does this phrase mean? I've heard the, the phrase, you know, saved by grace through faith. I, I hear it in the book of Ephesians. What does that mean? Take a deep dive into that and try to answer those questions. And to do that, really, you can't just go in your brain and say, well, I think it means this, or I've always heard it means this. It's a really good idea to invest some time and some money into some resources that can help you with that. Things like uh, commentaries or study Bibles or even tools that give you cross-references. Uh, all of that is really important. What would be uh, what would be maybe for some guys that are listening a good single-volume commentary that they could get to, to have as a resource on their desk while they're doing this or even a good study Bible that we might recommend? Yeah, my favorite would probably be the ESV study Bible. Uh, that's what we use at our church. But it's so good because it doesn't just give you commentary on the verses. It gives you introduction material and explanation material and, tar and charts because that's what's really important when you're studying a book, right? It's not just what does this phrase mean? What does this phrase mean? What does this phrase mean? It's helpful to read that stuff that, that comes at the beginning of the study Bible about, hey, this is the author. This is why they're writing. This is where they're writing from. This is how this book, specifically when you're looking at like the 13 letters of Paul, this is where this book fits into his ministry, mm -hmm. and it really sheds light on what he's trying to say. And I think when you look at commentaries, one thing about the ESV Study Bible is you have mul multiple people that are that are providing for the commentary, right? Uh, there are a lot of great commentaries out there, but one that I know of and, and that I use is the MacArthur Study Bible. But you're, you're looking at MacArthur's commentary on that as opposed to uh, multiple peoples. And so even if you're using like a MacArthur Study Bible, which you know I, I recommend as well, be able to use other commentaries to see what other people are saying about it and, and have a good understanding as opposed to just taking one person's uh, commentary. Yeah, and then uh, another thing would be if, if you don't uh, attend church here at Compass, if you, wherever you're plugged in, sit down with your pastor and say, hey, what would you recommend mm -hmm. for me? What, what do you use? Um, who are some of the authors that you trust and you rely on? I'm, I'm doing a study on Ephesians. I'm doing a study on Philippians, whatever. Who would you point me to that would be a, a good uh, devotional commentary, something that I can wrap my mind around that's not going to get super technical with the language and stuff like that, that that I can use to help in this process. That that would be uh, something that we would certainly uh, recommend for you. Talk about uh, what do we do then? Okay, we've done this. We've asked the questions. We've answered the questions. How do we kind of bring that first step of the TAN, the then, how do we bring that to a, a, a conclusion? What should we be doing with that? What, should, what should we be aiming for? Yeah, basically you're trying to write an analysis of what was said. What was said to this original audience, and what did they need to hear from it? Um, yeah, it's not a summary, right? I don't want to say that it's you're just summarizing what's been said, but it's more of an analysis on, okay, this is this is what Paul said, this is what Paul meant, this is what the audience needed to hear, and this is why it's there. Um, that's your then part. That's the first of the three. Um, and then moving on, you move on to the always, the middle section, um, which is usually the smallest section. You might be thinking, wait a minute, 
that was a lot of work already. That feels like I already just wrote a half a page. Um, maybe you did. With all those questions and answers, that's great. That's the meat of the study. Um, when you move into the always, you're going from what it meant then to those people to now what is the eternal truth that we can find in this text. Now, eternal truths sometimes are difficult because they can only really be about certain things um, because times change and things change. What is the eternal truth from the text? Well, one of the things that you can look out for is what you learn about the person of God from that passage, right? Because anything you learn about God is going to be an eternal truth because he's immutable. He doesn't change. Um, so look for truths that you can um, learn about God and also principles that you find in Scripture about how God expects his people to live. Um, like you could go and do a tan on the book of Leviticus, and you could be in Leviticus 19.18, where it says, love your neighbor as yourself, and you could find an eternal principle there, right? Um, even though you're not an Israelite living in Israel um, in that time period, the then, you can move to the always and see that God expects his people to love one another and put their needs first. So you kind of find the eternal truth. Um, you contrast that with a, one of my favorite verses from Leviticus, which is Leviticus 3.16. The 3.16s are good in the Bible. And Leviticus oh, 3.16 no. in particular I love this because it says be this. Good. It says, all fat is the Lord's. So I could take that and oh, I could yeah. say that the, the, the eternal truth is that it's okay for me to, to have that extra helping of ice cream in the evening because, hey, all fat is the Lord's, right? That's the always truth in, involved in is that. Is that your New Year's resolution? That all is, fat is the Lord's? You're going to put that's some That's my on? good start to the new year, man. Is, uh, <laughs> don't, don't bake on that one. <laughs> double the Klondike bars. Um, no, but yeah, so this is such an important part, guys, because this is the, the linchpin to getting to the application is if you can understand what the, this transcendent truth is that's not bound by culture, that's not bound by time, that's not bound by the audience, but that's about God or about his character, uh, this is what's going to, to make that transition for you to that, that final step, which is the now, and we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, the, the always is so important for us to make sure that we, uh, we get down. Yeah, and the final part is that now that you talked about. So on your piece of paper, right, if we're, we're keeping track, we've got the text written down, um, we've got questions and answers, then we've got this section called the then or the T in tan, um, which is a, a large section. It could be a large section. Then the always, which is really only a few sentences, um, the principles that you find in the text, and then you, you transfer to the last part, the now. Um, basically, you are applying the eternal truth that you learned. You're applying the eternal truth you learned. So your N in tan is only as good as your A in tan, which is only as good as your T in tan. Right? If you skip the T and go straight to the A and N, you're probably going to be in the wrong place. If your A, your always eternal truth, is something that's totally off, your application is going to be wrong, which is why all three of these things need to go together like puzzle pieces to really make the application be true and, and work. So um, write down what you need to do about the text. So you've learned about uh, God's character. You've learned about what God expects from his people. You've learned about uh, how Christians need to operate or how God's people need to be generous or loving or whatever you learn from that text, write out what you need to do about it. And my biggest advice on this would be don't be general. Be specific. Mm -hmm. um, don't just say, I need to be a better husband today. Um, say, when I get home, I know that I'm tempted to go straight to the TV and straight to the couch and not to love my wife and my kids. Um, I mean, be that specific. 
because you're only going to get out what you put into this. Right. Um, if you want to grow and you want to make 2020 the best year for your Bible study, you've got to get specific with your application. So um, write out specifically what you need to do. Words that you're going to find in the now are, I need to do this, or we should be doing this. And then well, the final thing that I'd say is once this is all done, don't just close the document, put the Evernote thing away, put the iPad away, put the uh, pa pad and paper away. Don't just be done with it. What you need to do about this is sit down and pray. Ask God for the ability to apply all the things you wrote down in your now. Because if this is just head knowledge, um, then we should stop at the then. Mm -hmm. We really should stop at the then. Um, but the reason we're doing then, always, and now is because we want to bring home to your life what you need to do about God's Word. And I think one additional piece on the now is just not keeping it for yourself, being able to share that. And really yeah. the entire tan is share that with somebody else, help them understand what you wrote down. That way if there's some some flaw in, in what you picked up, then you have somebody else that can sort of help steer you in the right direction. And then more importantly for the now piece of it is, you know, when you talk about those things of how should I go love my wife, you got an accountability partner mm -hmm. built in of somebody that can say, hey, I'll pray with you. And then, hey, how was, how was last week? I know we prayed through the now on this. How did that show up in your life? Um, so being able to intertwine an accountability partner here uh, to help you with the entire TAN method. Yeah, that's uh, that's good, Kellen. The accountability piece is uh, is huge on that, and and prayer um, to wrap that up. I love that you landed on that, Pastor John, because that's something that we overlook so often. And uh, I've heard it said before. You know, people say, "I want to hear from God," and there's the quotes that are out there. You want to hear from God? Read your Bible out loud, right? <laughs> And, but but in reality, there's truth behind that. Like this is the the most direct way that God is communicating to us is through His written word. And just like if if I were to go home and my wife were to start talking to me and she were to talk to me for ten or fifteen minutes and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and I'm taking notes on what she's saying to me and I'm I'm writing things down and I'm even making some mental notes on okay I need to do this and then she stops talking and I just close my notes and turn <laughs> around and walk away from her. It's gonna she, be a problem. Yeah, we're not gonna be things are not gonna be going well that yeah, night. Yeah, right, know? right. But we do that with God, right? I mean, we we receive the communication from Him in the form of His written Word, which the Holy Spirit then takes and applies to our lives, and then we just finish and we walk away. And it's like, no, let's let's communicate, let's respond, let's mm -hmm. uh, let's verbally respond back to the Lord from what He's communicated to us through our time in the Word, and, and certainly praying that God would enable us by His Spirit to do what we have set ourselves out to do. And in, in this is is super important yeah. um, and beneficial. Well, Pastor John, thanks for being with us. Uh, men, we hope that you have had a great start to new, your new year, whether it's a 225-yard hole-in-one or mm. uh, you're just being faithful with God's Word. Both are excellent and both are, are extremely uh, beneficial to us. Um, maybe God's Word is a little bit more beneficial than the whole one I would one. think so. Hey, I learned that all the fat is the Lord's today. And so. All <laughs> fat is the Lord's, so there you go. Anyways, man, we will be praying for you as you continue to strive to be a godly man, as you continue to try to take God's Word and apply it to your life. Hopefully this episode has been helpful, giving you some resources and tools to put into practice uh, this year as you study God's Word more in depth. If you're enjoying this podcast, we would love for you to, to jump on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, give it a like, give it a share, give it a rating for us. That would be uh, just a, a great benefit to us. And in the meantime, we will be praying for you in the coming weeks.